Hello everyone, this is Trevor, joined here by Logan, and we're going to be discussing the Detroit Lions and their Week 5 win over the Carolina Panthers. This was a very exciting game for Lions fans. Uh, if you watched the game, or if you were even there, if you were lucky enough to oh. be there. And just so you know, you're going to hear live reactions. We are watching the Raiders and Packers Monday Night Game live right now. It's on mute. Big sack on third down. Yeah, big sack on third down. Um... The Raiders look terrible. Either way. After <laughs> one drive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's they're 1-3 for a reason. But get into the core of this episode, and it was the Detroit Lions' Week 5 win over the Carolina Panthers. Like I said, it was 42-24. to Our defense showed out. But like I was saying, if you were lucky enough to be there in person or just, just lucky enough to watch it, I don't think I've ever seen Ford Field so electric. This, this fan base is bought in. They're sold. Dan Campbell is the superstar of Detroit. I could not be at this point. You see Pistons players talking about how it's literally energizing their team watching the Lions win. Eminem is there. Eminem's <laughs> there, bro. I mean, no Taylor Swift, but we got Eminem. Yeah, like, and even the commentators were just like, "This, we've never seen this." Calvin Johnson was there. I mean, everything is just looking right. We dealt with a lot of injuries throughout this season so far. We did lose Emmanuel Mosley to his ACL, ACL yeah. in the same knee. Shit, talk about who was out for this game. He's, he's a lot done. of guys out for this game. Jameer Gibbs was out. Amon Ross St. Brown was out. And we still put up 42 points. That shows not only our coaching is stellar, but the fact that we have the depth to maintain these points and production is really what is kind of the story to me. And Brian um, Branch was out too. Brian Branch was also out. But we saw guys like Julian Aquara get activated and just have a great game. Aiden Hutchinson, his fourth pick. pack of yeah. fourth pick of his career as a D lineman. Like, I felt me. bad for Bryce, like he was throwing that away, but like he, he threw it right at him, like he threw it right into his hand. Like I, yeah. was, I was like, like Bryce, what, like what are you doing? Like and then you know the drive after that or two drives later, he throws a terrible pick to Jerry Jacobs. Honestly, Jerry Jacobs is having a great season so far. That's his third pick in two weeks. But other than um, that, Bryce didn't look too bad though. In garbage time, he didn't. But some touchdowns, yeah. It, it, honestly, what I saw under pressure was a guy that genuinely... I'm not even trying to take a shot at him, but he was he smiling like, yeah. down three touchdowns. Like, he was laughing. Like, he didn't really seem to be taking it very seriously, in my personal opinion. Caden can even vouch for me on that. We're like, yo, why is this guy laughing? Like, they're down three... He, I don't know. He just didn't seem equipped. Maybe it's the offense around him. Maybe it's the coaching, but... I just didn't see a fire under his ass when it really mattered. Um, and, and honestly, it, it didn't matter. Those touchdowns at the end of the game, I know we want to clean that up on defense, but we took our foot off the gas. Yeah. Our, our offense destroyed them. Yeah. Um, a guy I do really want to talk about real fast, Logan, then I'll you know let you get your two cents in. I apologize for oh, okay. talking my ass off here. But uh, Jared Goff, I, player of the week of the game um, for the Lions as well, um, not player of the week of the NFL. That's not like a thing. Uh, not decided yet. Yeah, that's not yeah. decided. But of the Lions, they like every team does like a player of the week kind of like vote. Um, and Jared Goff, 133.8 QBR. Um, just no, not QBR rating. Mm-hmm. Um, passer rating and 20 of 28, a little over 200 yards, three touchdowns and a rushing pick, touchdown. Right? No, no, three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. Four total touchdowns. Uh, just a clean game. He he diced him up, bro. Josh Reynolds, I don't know if you saw that one-yard touchdown where he kind of yeah. just lobbed it. That was a beautiful, beautiful catch. Bro. Throw and catch. And one thing that I always like to say about For Josh love, Reynolds. Love, speed. 
Jordan Love with a nice play there if you're watching the game as, you know, who knows, maybe you're watching it right now. But, um, yeah, no, honestly, I will say this. Josh Reynolds, a guy that was not expected to do anything with this team uh, when during Jared Goff's first year uh, with the team back in 2021, that 3-13 year, uh, they brought him over in week seven from the Titans practice squad because after wow. Goff left, they the Rams let him go, and he, he wasn't really making a name for himself on the Titans, no offense to Josh by any means, but him and Jared ha- have a chemistry. Like that, that's a, that's a duo you can't break up in my opinion. A uh, very sure-handed receiver. And he's been continuously being that guy. Like he's been that guy for Jared and he's showing that he still is. Amon Ra was out. He stepped, he stepped up. Stepped up. Yeah. Like that's what I was going to say. Stepped up in the wake of Amon Ra. And Marvin Jones had a really good couple, good, good couple catches. They didn't ask him to do much. Jamison Williams wasn't really involved much at all. He'll have to get worked in, for um, sure. But he had those two catches. I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to ease him into this offense. But still, he wasn't even being used, and we still scored 42 yeah, points. that's wild. Um, and it, honestly, it not only starts from Dan Campbell, but it also starts from the quarterback, Jared Goff, who's playing at a very elite level at this point in his career. Still getting better, it seems. And this offense isn't even at 100%. I didn't even talk about Sam Laporta just... Being, just being a dog for Two this touchdowns. offense. Best tight end in football right now. Besides Kelsey. Besides, mm. I wouldn't say Kelsey right I'd say Kittle. And but Kelsey. Kelsey's not 100% at this time. Kelsey's um, still Kelsey, though. He's still I, blowing I, out. I, I don't no, know. No one's better than him. No tight end's better than him. Yeah. At 100%, no. Say. I don't care say. No tight end's better than Kelsey. Honestly, with that ankle injury bothering him now, we saw him very limited and kind of stiff. But he scored after that. He did. He did, it's but it's still right. that it's still that Chiefs offense. Um, but Sam Laporta leading in receiving yards still, I believe. Yeah, but he's 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 just doing what no other rookie tight end has done in the past years. five years, six yeah. years. Um, but then you know, shout out to Jack Campbell making great plays. Guys like Isaiah Bugs, John Kaminsky also stepping up. Our pass rush was amazing, and overall, Cam Sutton played really well. I'd like to shout him out. But Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph in the back, those guys. It's going to be a slept-on duo, and, and they really just performed very well when it really mattered. Um, you know, I know CJ, um, no, no, not CJ, Bryce Young, excuse me, had those three touchdowns, but those two picks when it really mattered were just terrible to watch, and I, I think that's going to be the course of the season for the Panthers, but... As it has been so far, they're 0-5, right? 0-5, Last, last yeah. winless team? I believe so. Yeah, I think... Who else? Yeah, just them. And the... Yeah. Bears won. Bears won. Broncos won. Yeah, so I think it's just them. Wow. Wow. The Cardinals won. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Beat the Cowboys. And yeah, that's that doesn't make sense. There's been a lot of anomalies this year. But, I mean, going into week six against the Bucks, I think the Lions have a lot of confidence going into this game. But they are going to Tampa. They can't take it lightly. No, no. Definitely not. Um, that's a good Potential defense. Potential playoff matchup. Oh, yeah. I'm expecting that potentially. But... Logan, what were your thoughts on this Week 5 matchup between the Lions and the, the Panthers? And what did you take away from the game? I just thought, once again, it was just a clean clean game by the coaching and the players. Goff just does his thing, you know, doing what we know him to do, just no picks, playing quarterback of the defense. Really. Like, we're playing quarterback of the offense, like, just making no mistakes, you know? Yeah. Um, not like Bryce Young throwing a pick to the defensive lineman. Not like... Uh, Daniel Jones just bailing out, out of your pocket, which, you know, we'll get into that. And in the <laughs> recap. Yeah, in the recap, power rings, whatever. Um, but, you know, this the offense is just so well coached. The whole team, honestly, just so well coached, so well just 
the games are so well called. Like they don't make a lot of mistakes. You know they take their time and get the get the fine details right. And that's one thing I can appreciate about the Lions that you don't see out of other teams like the Giants. Just the the small little details. You know and that that's the things that matters the most. And even with the injuries, they still put up forty two points. Defense looked good. Offense looked great. So they're gonna be contenders for the NFC. Like when it's all said and done, uh, it's it's tough. You know, but. Obviously, because the 49ers are in that conference and the Eagles, Cowboys, but I think they're I think they're better than the Cowboys for sure, and it'll it'll have to come down to a tough win. But yeah. I think the, the team is built to do it. I think so as well. We have the depth, and um, actually, I'm saying we, but the Lions have the depth on both sides of the ball. And like you said, the coaching very detailed. Ben Johnson probably going to be gone after yeah, this year. He's got to be gone. Someone's um, got to poach him. But, you know, he, he did say before this offseason he stayed for Jared Goff. So, you know, maybe there's something there that we might see come into fruition. But maybe he'll go to the Raiders or something. Oh, God, I don't want him to. No. I, I want him to go to a good team, the, if anything. Maybe the Bears. The Chargers. Uh, him on yeah, the Chargers would yeah. be fucking disgusting, bro. Yeah. But Ben Johnson, just the, the, the guy pulling the strings. And he's getting the, the most out of all of his players. Another guy that, you know... Maybe it's the Patriots. Uh, mm. that'd be, it'd be nasty, but they don't have anything. Then they get like offense. Drake May or something. I mean, it's still they have a lackluster receiving. But like either way, Ben Johnson is definitely a, a young genius in the NFL, yeah. and we've seen that. Um, especially and honestly, look what he's doing with the with, right now. Like that, say line receiving core is pretty lackluster right now. Like without Amon Ra. Oh, I I hundred percent agree. Yeah, it's like you can do it with these guys. Obviously, it's a lot more than just the talent. You know, the scheme is there. The, the uh, the defense is also there, but like th- it's just like they're locked in with Goff. Like they're th- everyone's on the same page. That that that's why that's why the team is so good. Everyone's on the same page. That's why you just you don't see with a lot of teams. They're all bought in exactly. You know? And it's Dan Campbell mm-hmm. leading them and leading that charge, and they're still hungry even in this forty two win, yeah. forty two point win. Dan came out and was like, "There's still a lot of things we got to clean up," and and that's that's and, and then and the players know it too. You know, that's elite level coaching, mm-hmm. and that's like, I mean. You obviously see and hear coaches taking accountability all the time, but hearing it week in and week out, like a very consistent manner from Dan Campbell from the three and thirteen in one season to the nine and eight season, barely missing the playoffs and now having the best start of the Lions franchise since nineteen ninety five. By the way, just let it. No, excuse me. They the first the first time they started out like this, I believe, was twenty seventeen, and I no twenty sixteen when they went to the playoffs against Seattle and lost in the first round. Uh, very disappointing year, but they made it, you know. But before that, I, I, you might want to fact check that real fast if you don't mind, Logan. But genuinely, I think this is coming down to the culture change. It's not only that, but Brad Holmes' drafting has been stellar, and we see that every week now. Like we see young players that he's drafted in the late rounds step up. Kirby Joseph is our starting safety. Okay, they started five and zero in twenty eleven. Okay, five and that's a pretty good record right there. How did they ever do that with Megatron? <laughs> Matt Stafford and Megatron, yeah. That's all. I mean, that's literally all. And that's literally all they had. But even now, you can't say like they're winning with much other than they. I mean, they had that same consistent O line. They've had a lot of these. They've had a decent O line for a long time, like at least good players. But they just have had a terrible defense, historically awful defense for like legit twenty years. And now we see it finally coming into fruition with drafting, player development, and the culture change being instilled from not only Brad Holmes at the top, but Sheila Ford has done a phenomenal job, in my opinion, letting these guys take helm, 
letting them do their thing because, I, I mean, we can praise Jared Goff, we can praise Ben Johnson all day, but it doesn't it doesn't start with them. It really starts with Brad uh, Brad Johnson. I mean, excuse me, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell. I'm a little tongue-tied today. I'm sorry, everyone. But those guys are really, like, in my opinion, the brain and the superstars of this organization. The only reason why they're coming into any kind of form. Like, who believed in Jared Goff to bring him over? You know, like, it was Brad Holmes. Like, who believed in, you know, taking Aiden Hutchinson with that number two when there were so many other players that were being that was, talked about? That was a pretty good pick for them. It was, it was a safe pick, but I remember there was some controversy there. Like, people were afraid that he wouldn't be able to translate. I, I heard those. I Whoever heard that. was saying that was. Oh, I, I, I heard, don't know who was saying. <laughs> I, I heard plenty of that discussion because everyone's always afraid when the Lions have a big decision up there and uh, in front of them that they'll fail. And we saw it so many times with Matt Patricia and so many times with all these different regimes in the past ten years. And that's why the fans, I think, were so excited in this dominating win because they have not seen this. I mean, maybe since 2011, but probably ever, bro. I mean, you can have superstars on the team and go win games like that, but like when you have a full unit working in unison and it's now actually paying off in big-time wins, they beat the fucking Chiefs. People were saying, oh, there's an asterisk. There's no asterisk in football. No. There's no. Loss. It is. They beat, they, they, they've come in, they, the only team they've lost to was a very good Seattle team in overtime. So let's talk about that compared to the Cowboys' record so far. The Cowboys are inflated. Like, who do you think is better in that situation? But... The Cowboys I just, have played. I, I I talked about I talked about you before, like ten minutes ago, before we started. The Cowboys have played the Giants, the Cardinals, um, the Patriots, and then now the 49ers, and they lost to the 49ers. Handedly. And and but the Jets, the Jets as well. So like five or four of the bottom eight teams in the league, and then the and the 49ers got their ass whooped. And that just goes to also show you what different teams do with adversity in a sense, like. If you're on the Cowboys roster, you I mean, you should have that confidence going into every game. Look at that defense. Mm-hmm. You know? The Lions, they they have a different chip on their shoulder than the Cowboys do. They they've been a probably the worst They're NFL hungrier. franchise in history besides the Browns. Oh. I mean, case. besides the Browns, literally. And the Cowboys, they're going to go win you double-digit wins every year in the regular season, but they're not going to win that meaningful game, that, that game where, like, everyone's heart's pounding. Unless Micah Parsons just enforces it. But, dude, I mean, we've <laughs> it's seen It's not a one-man it. job, though, you now, know. Now three times in a row against the 49ers. That can't throw three picks. <laughs> and just shout-out to Kevontae Turpin and Brandon Aubrey for the only points scored by the Dallas Cowboys. They were USFL players. That's not going to work. I saw a play um, at the, Fort- at the, yeah, the Niners ran with Kittle. And it was literally like it was side by side with the Laporta touchdown, the the flea flicker, and it was literally the same play side by side. And that goes to show you, in my opinion, I want to just t- I want to ask you a question about this, Logan. Are the Lions attempting to be on the same trajectory as the 49ers? And, and people, and I, I mean, give me context here because people forget what the growing pains were with Kyle Shanahan. Those Brian Hoyer years where they were th- three wins. I mean, th- they looked rough. But he still had the, the defense. He had the system. He had the respect. I think that's what the Lions are trying to do. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think any team's trying to, you know, be where the Niners are at right now. But they're definitely, you know, trying to be up there with them. I mean, I don't think anyone's up there with the 49ers right now. They're in a tier of their own. But the but, Lions, are, I mean, they're, they're going to try their best to fight with them. Like, if it's them in the NFC Championship or Divisional Round, like, don't think the Lions will just, will just go out 
Well, I mean, for example, you pointed out the similar play scheme call. Yeah. I'm I'm just simply saying from coaching down to roster, down to what they're trying to do with the defense, drafting in the trenches, drafting defense, getting depth on defense, creating a supposedly, hopefully, elite defense with being the best rush defense in the league right now in the Detroit Lions. I, that, that number might be changed, but definitely top five. Do you think that there is a chance that they could somewhat replicate somewhat of that success? Um... I don't really see it that way. The way I see it is the Lions are building their own thing. Mm. Like, I, I think that obviously they're taking inspiration from other front offices, but they're really doing it on their own. Like, it's their own thinking, like taking Jameer Gibbs with a really high pick, taking a linebacker with a really high pick. Like, other teams aren't thinking that way. Yeah. And, and the Niners haven't really, I mean, Fred Warner was a fifth round pick, and they traded for McCaffrey, but they are investing in similar spots on the, on the same team, you know, but... I do think the Lions are definitely like doing their own thing right now, uh, and I think teams are going to try to buy from from them. Like, you know, their assistant GMs, their their scouts, their their coordinators. It's definitely going to come to that here soon. I agree with that. I do. The drafting is definitely mm-hmm. different, but like you said, the investment and positions are, are kind of similar. Um, but I guess now we can get into our predictions for this game. I mean, not maybe not our final predictions because we have the recap and power rankings episode coming out later this week, y'all. Make sure you stay tuned for that. But in in regards to the fact that we're already talking about the Lions, the upcoming game they're going to be playing in Tampa Bay at Raymond James Stadium, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa, Tampa is coming off their first and only bye week, obviously, but it was very early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could play a factor into them being very well rested, getting ready for this game. And Carlton Davis has been out with injuries, so maybe he's going to be back. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of positivity if you're a Bucks fan going into this game because maybe some injuries and some attrition will be... Um, you know, kind of return mm-hmm. to you, um, but in a sense of, you know, this is a very good Lions team. So, you know, what what are your thoughts about this game? Honestly, I think this could definitely be a trap game for the Lions because I see it as very similar to what the Jags had this week with, with the Bills. You had the hot team coming in, but it, is that at one o'clock? No, it's prime time. Prime time. Okay. I got flex to flex to four twenty five. Okay, so it's still going to be very hot outside. And the Lions, first of all, they're they're an indoor team. Second, they're used to Michigan. They're coming down to Tampa outside in the heat. I don't know if, I mean, obviously it's, it's the NFL. They're going to have to deal with it anyway. But I can definitely see some guys cramping up. Maybe some guys missing the game, having to get an IV, something like that. I could definitely see this being a trap game. The Bucks are well-rested. Obviously Detroit, you know, they can just come out and just do what they've been doing. You know, they're, they're the team to do it, but... I, I, this is not a game to sleep on. The the Bucks are a team that will, will take it from you. If, yeah. If, if you if you hand it to them, if you give up, like if you give a turnover, something like that, a fumble, they they will take it and they will run with it. We saw what they did to the Vikings. They just dominated time of possession and just won that ugly win. This could definitely turn into something like that, but mm-hmm. who knows? Um, it, it really is going to probably come down to quarterback play between Baker and Jerry. And I trust Goff. I every time. <laughs> yeah, over Baker Mayfield. Yes. Every time. Um, but like you said, the Baker's not bad though. No, he's having a really good yeah. start to the season. Um, but like you said, it's going to come down to that defense for the Bucks being well rested. Maybe Carlton Davis comes back. Um, and I, I agree with what you said. This could be a very big trap game for the Lions. But also, I really want to consider this maybe a trap game. Both teams are very good with the records. I think this is just going to be an overall good matchup. Um, and like potential, you said, a potential playoff game. Yeah, this could be a rematch in the playoffs for sure. So these teams better take notes. Max um, Crosby making a good TFL. Yeah, the Raiders have a they have a good defense on paper, man. It's just 
I don't know what. There's just nothing there. <laughs> With coaching, no, no. And we hope you appreciate these live calls from this Monday Night Football <laughs> game. <laughs> We're watching the Manning cast and a little split screen action here. They have. Uh, I can't see the guy's name. Howard, something Howard. I. Yeah, I'm not even gonna. Draymond Howard, maybe. Desmond, Desmond Howard. Howard, yes sir. Neither do I. So. Okay. I always appreciate the Manning cast. They're always. Uh, an interesting um, broadcast, oh, yeah. and they kind of bring entertainment to the game, and obviously Different two insight. Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Hall, yeah. Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but two brothers that are probably some of the best minds of the game, being able to call a game. Like, why wouldn't you watch that? Yeah. As opposed to a couple suits, but in my opinion, getting back on topic here <laughs> is going into this. You know, Raymond James uh, Stadium. We're gonna have to obviously be prepped for the weather, but obviously. If you're a Florida native, you know it's starting to cool down a little bit this weekend. We're actually going to be yeah. getting a little uh, little cold front, apparently. So maybe that won't be a big as big a, as an effect, but obviously traveling is an effect on any team. It's a long flight. It's a very long flight. Well, but It's kind of like a three-hour flight, right? Yeah, yeah. At least. But I, if there's one coach I can trust to go in there and it's battle against another really good coach right now in the league who's calling some of the best yeah. games of his career. Defensively. Defensively, but in my opinion, man, they've had a really good start to it. Todd Bowles, I, I was shitting on him. If he can continue with this, then I, I give him pr- I give him props. Than what a lot of teams are doing, so yeah, hundred percent. But I, I think I'm taking Dan Campbell over Todd Bowles, though. Yeah, you gotta roll with your team for sure. Yeah, and I take Jared over Baker. But like like you said, it's, I think this might be a def- defensive game. Might be low scoring, might not be, but there's a very high chance that. I, in my opinion, they, the Bucks just don't have the quarterback to be able to like unload those those points like that. You know what I'm saying? Sure, like you put up 30 points not long ago against who? Uh, the look. I, wasn't it the uh, 26 points against the Saints, which is a good defense. Was that yeah? Which is a good defense. Yeah. So he's he's balled 26 out. 26 on the Saints, 11 against the Eagles. And they do have a good OC. On the Bears. 20 in the Vikings. Okay, so they haven't hit 30 yet. Then they really haven't played anybody. <laughs> yeah, like their schedule. the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles game, but they, they did lose that closely. Vikings, Bears, Eagles. And then last week was the Saints. Yeah, they really haven't played anybody. But they're still 3-1, so like, yeah. I'll give them that. You yeah. got to give them credit for winning those games no matter what. But I am probably going to take the Lions in a close win here. I'll say 28-21. to 21. Um, I do think it's just going to come down to maybe a turnover or maybe just a bad play call from from either Todd side. Bowles. I'm assuming it's going to be Todd Bowles, but how about yourself prediction-wise? Yeah, like I said, I could definitely see a trap game for uh, Detroit, but the Lions are a better team that are probably a little bit hotter right now, so I think I'm going to go with them as well. Any score for us, or are you going to wait on that? Uh, yeah, I'll wait for more information to come out, injuries and stuff like that. True. And like I said, everyone, make sure you're listening out for our recap and power rankings episode. This should be out tomorrow as well as Wednesday. Um, We do a ton of NFL coverage every week, obviously. It's kind of a big focal point of the podcast. And make sure you're following us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter slash X, threads, at T-Time Reports, as well as subbing to our YouTube channel at T-Time Reports as well for more content. We greatly appreciate all the support. And uh, it's really been a pleasure, Logan. Thanks for hopping on this episode and talking some Lions ball. Some Lions football. Lions football. You know, some some Detroit Lions football. Eminem. Eminem. That's how we cap that off. Take care, everyone. Peace.